Hello there. Hi, Billy. How's it going? All right, so far. About yourself. Pretty dang good. Happy Earth Day, Billy. Yes, Earth Day. It will be uploaded tonight, the same day that we're recording this, so it should still be Earth... Well, okay, it's going to be Earth Night by the time it's uploaded. Happy (laughs) Earth Night to you. (laughs) Well, Billy, what's... what's, um... What's new with you? Well, that's a that that's a good question, I suppose. Um, well, not a whole lot, I suppose. I've been uh, well, what have I been doing? I've been playing Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix on the Nintendo Switch. I've been I've been reading a few books. I can mention a little bit later. I've been drinking some sparkling ice. Um, I mean that that's all just kind of regular stuff I do anyway. So that's not really new. Um, I don't know what what's been new with you. Um, lots of good stuff, but we have a whole episode to talk about it. Um, we should do our intro. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> ben and Billy's Space Wild. Yeah. <laughs> Billy, you, uh, I forgot how in pain you sound after I do those. Yeah, I forgot about it too, and then I realized I had to really dial it up at least like one or two notches, 0.5 maybe, to really really sell that sorrow and pain in my voice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right, but but uh, it's been it's been a little bit of time since you've been uh, been on the podcast, and I, I've been wondering like like what's going on. Like I've been making up all sorts of things that have been happening to you. Okay, well I haven't really, but uh, <laughs> but no. It, um, I hope all has been well with you in the past uh, past little while. It has, Billy. Um, it's been kind of crazy, kind of hectic, but also pretty good. Uh, well, very good. I've been very blessed, but. Um, some of the things that have happened, I was chased by a mummy, um, I was <laughs> the Eiffel Tower, uh, I discovered something that doesn't exist, and I gave a monkey a shower, um, I surfed a tidal wave, created nanobots in located Frankenstein's brain, um, there was a couple other things, like painting a continent, um, but we don't need to get into them. Yeah, um, they're boring. um no really i i um i've just been working a ton my truck back in october got hit by a postal service uh, vehicle and so i did not have like a vehicle of my own so i've been borrowing cars and riding bikes to work ever since then um so life has been kind of hectic um i have also i also just work non-stop because i have um i'm i'm what's i'm a lead a classroom lead at my job so i i um kind of have a, a, the role of a teacher i make lesson plans and i um, just work with with my clients to um, help improve on things. Um, on Do any of those plan involves uh, listening to Ben and Billy's Spacewalk available on Anchor, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts? <laughs> um, I actually told them about that. They're like, "That's so <laughs> cool." 
So <laughs> that's a quote from them. Actually, it's not, but it's paraphrasing. <laughs> I don't think you know um, what a quote is. A lot of them. It was a para paraphrase, uh, para parafriction, paradontist. I, I think paraphrase is probably correct. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that's that's um a lot of what's new with me. I've purchased a a Switch OLED. Nice. That's, yeah, that's been really fun. I have a couple of games that I really like on it. Um, for instance, Zelda Breath of the Wild. I see. I had a lot of friends say, "Hey, you should really get this game." And I was like, I don't really have a lot of free time, but okay. And so I bought it and I have loved it. They're like, everyone that I talked to was like, it's my favorite game, like of all time. And I was like, okay, well, I'll give it a shot then. And it's awesome. Have you, you've played it, right, Billy? Um, a little bit. I do have it for my Nintendo Switch Lite. I, I haven't gotten very far in it. I, I played it for a little bit of time and I got distracted with other other things I wanted to play instead, so I didn't really focus on it too much. Um, but but for the like hour or so that I have played it, it's uh, it's fairly good. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. You've played Zelda games before, um, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with well, mostly some of the older ones, not as much the newer ones. Like uh, like some of my favorites are Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time. Uh, Majora's Mask, uh, the first two, like Legend of Zelda and Zelda 2 Adventure of Link, uh, Link's Awakening to extent. I've played some of the other ones like a little bit, like Oracle of Ages and Twilight Princess, but not a significant amount. So I'm, I'm like pretty familiar with it, but I'm not like... It, like if a game came out, I wouldn't be like super excited about it just because it's not really the typical thing that I tend to play most often. So... Uh, to answer your question a little bit shorter, uh, yes, I'm familiar with it. I, I think okay. that was your question. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I asked if you had played some before, so yes. Oh, yeah. Um, that's cool. Uh, another game that I just have, I just purchased, is um, the new LEGO Star Wars Skywalker series. I see. Have you been? Have you played that, Billy? I have not played that one. No, um, I, I know which one you're talking about, but I just personally haven't really played all that much of it. Or, okay, yeah. or I haven't played any of it. I've played like <laughs> the original Star Wars: The Complete Saga back when the six episodes were the complete saga, but I have not yeah. played that specific one. No, Billy, it is amazing. I love it so much. It's so much fun. Um, yeah. Well, I was I was thinking about getting it um, as it's like fifty dollars, like at the at one of its best prices because it only came out like a month or so ago, so there's not really going to be much of a price drop for quite a while. Yeah, so I I do plan on getting it at some point, just not for uh, a a while, just because it's not something that I'm really, like really prioritizing. Even though I do think it'll probably be pretty fun. Yeah, it will definitely. It's definitely a worthwhile game. I um, I am very familiar with the original saga that they had, um, just because my um, 
I spent a lot of time on it as, as growing up as a kid. Um, I got True Jedi on like everything, all the mini kits, like all the characters, all that stuff. Like me and my brother, we we put in our hours in that game, and uh, nice. Yeah, but uh, it's it's new. That's the cool thing, and it's so big. There's, um, I was doing. They have like kyber blocks instead of kyber crystals. Um, and so I was doing kyber blocks and it was like, I have like a uh, hundred out of like 1,630 something in the game. And I was like, That's quite a lot. Yeah. So there's so much to explore and so much to, to do, but um yeah, so those are some things I, I started skimboarding. I've um, done some mountain biking. Um, lots of lots of good stuff. But yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you've been having a good time with your with your activities of what you've been doing. Um, I think that's always a good thing to share. Uh, I suppose we have, uh, I, I guess we got quite a bit of time to talk about all that. Uh, there were a few things I wanted to mention later on, but they don't have to be like right now or anything. Um, oh, I sure, am baby. actually, uh, yep, I'm kind of curious. Uh, what, like, I, I know you said a while back that you were doing something with your job related to like teaching children, if I remember correctly. That's still like the same type of job you're doing now, or is, are you like at a higher level of that, or how's that working? No, that's that is correct. Yeah, I do um, that same job, but I am at a higher level, um, so to speak, just within the company. My. Um, my certification is the same. I'm, I'm what's called a registered behavior technician. So I can only work under the supervision of a um, board certified behavior analyst. Oh, like me. Have you ever watched, have you ever watched like um, uh, S, it's, it's the CSI uh, special Victims Unit or something? Or is it? I think I watched one episode of it, um, but not not a significant amount, no. So, some of those guys are uh, behavior analysts. And so they, they um, essentially look at people's behaviors and they're able to um, diagnose like what, like why they're doing a behavior Um what the purpose of the behavior is and then they are able to come up with a plan to essentially like redirect that behavior into a healthier um, pattern I see yeah so for instance Billy my behavior was I didn't brush my teeth then the replacement behavior would be like every time I brush my teeth I could get like a piece of candy (laughs) that would be a little counterintuitive 
But <laughs> oh, I guess yeah, a little that bit. is the right idea where I would be getting a reward, something that I really like. So every that way you're pairing that behavior, that new behavior, with a um, with something that you like. So like if I was like, okay, every time I brush my teeth, I get to watch an episode of my favorite show. And like I'll spend that 30 minutes after I brush my teeth or like while I'm brushing my teeth, I'm like, okay, I can only watch my show while I'm brushing my teeth. And I'll do that. And then after that becomes a habit, then I can start watching my show uh, um, otherwise. But uh, yeah, so that, that's sort of what, what I do. Okay, I, that makes sense. Yeah. It's really fun. I work one-on-one with those clients and uh, under the supervision of those um, behavior analysts. And um, it's really, it's really fun. I love it. All right. I am, I'm kind of curious about something else now that you had mentioned in a little bit more detail, uh, what you do. Like if I, okay, like I, I, hypothetically, if I were to go to a state where you're at and I were to sign up to be one of the, one of your same type of people, uh, like, is this like a, like a totem pole structure of like, you would be on one end and like, I would be down below you. And can I just like keep recruiting people further down until there's like <laughs> 20 different people that are all like, like it's having so many different like filters of people um, you mean like a like a pyramid scheme uh not not like a pyramid scheme more <laughs> like more like an incredibly long process of like one person like trying to assess the behavior of someone and then they like they like keep having to uh be under the supervision of somebody else like 20 people long so you have to keep getting their approval for each thing you say like is that how like i'm guessing that's probably not how that works but i'm trying to imagine it like that being how it works not quite so um (laughs) the um the BCBA, the Board Certified Behavior Analyst. So there's there's like different levels to this. So you are right about that. There's the entry level is a behavior technician. And that's essentially like an intern for a registered behavior technician. Because in order to become a registered behavior technician, you have to pass a, a licensing exam um a national licensing exam go through a federal background check and um do a couple of other things uh you have to have the right amount of like hours like clinical hours doing the job having experience and then you also have to um have pass a like competency test with um that's like a a verbal competency test and then you would pass the certification after you've passed the competency um so then then after that you would move from being a behavior technician a bt and you add on one extra letter so it becomes an rbt you're a registered behavior technician so and then um above that would be and you can do that uh, with a high school education you don't need to have a college education and it actually pays pretty well um it pays well uh wherever you go really 
Um, but I cannot practice my um, license. I cannot use my license unless I have been um, supervised by a board, at least a board certified behavior analyst. Um, so that's the next step is being a BCBA, board certified behavior analyst. They have gone to at least four years of school. Um, so they have their bachelor's and they're working, um, at least with my company, they are working towards becoming, um, an ABA, an Applied Behavior Analyst, and that's where they have to go to more college. Um, it's a really rigorous, like, really rigorous process where if you have a C, if you get two Cs in the entire program at two different times, you get kicked out of the program. So, like, you have to have all Bs and A's in order to pass the program. And on top of that, you're an intern um, working full-time and um, working, creating those behavior plans um, for clients and supervising um, be, uh, registered behavior technicians. So then on top of that, after you get that certification, you become an ABA, Applied Behavior Analyst, and they're... Um, they're able to have like that full certification where they can um, supervise and create those plans and, and um, they're not considered an intern. They're considered um, someone who can legally practice and do this on their own. Um, and then they would be able to hire like other staff like a um, BCBA or an RBT or BTs. So... Okay. In a way, you Billy. In a way, you were right. Okay, I mean, I figured I there was like, uh, like I knew there's like some sort of like hierarchy of like all the different people. Like the way I said it was uh, probably not going to be what was accurate, but yeah, I think uh, I think probably pyramid scheme would not be the best structure for <laughs> well, well, like not really a best structure for any sort of legitimate business, <laughs> but like especially for that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I love it, Billy. It's it's awesome. It's a really been a very enjoyable experience. Nice. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. It sounds it sounds like a very interesting kind of field of work. So I'm glad it's also interesting and enjoyable at the same time for you. Even though it's, uh, I'm I'm guessing it can be a pretty demanding thing at a lot of points. Even like even not at the higher up levels for sure. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely challenging. Sometimes I think, like, how do they do this? Like, how do the um the BCBAs and the ABAs, how do they do all of this? Like, they do so much. They're always helping out. They're always, like, going above and beyond, spending extra time. Like, it's crazy. They're so committed to, to this career. But it's really, it's really a worthwhile and rewarding career, for sure. Um, 
anyways, Billy, I want to know, I want to know some more about you. I want to know what books you've been reading. Should we do a book club segment? I suppose if you want to, that'll, that'll be good. I was thinking about talking about that in a minute anyway, so that's a pretty good, pretty good transition into that. Perfect. All right. Well, here we go. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I, I think that's what I'm supposed to say, right? I, I kind of forgot. It's been a little while. I know. I, we're, we're good. That's perfect, Billy. Okay, good. So, um, let's see. I, I haven't, like, I guess you specifically haven't discussed this on the podcast, but uh, uh, b- but during your, like, uh, well, okay, it would have been after your truck, uh, UP, or, like, postal service, whatever it was, car injury, <laughs> bike riding, all that good stuff. After that, uh, we had officially gotten the whole sponsored thing from secondsale.com, so... Um, in case people aren't aware that are listening to this, uh, one of the things that I uh, would be good to do is we would like talk about some of the books that were um, bought from there. So uh, I specifically had gotten some sort of like code to redeem some cool stuff from the site. Um, and I-, I talked about some of it before in a previous episode. But uh, there's a few more that I've read since then that I had wanted to mention that I thought would be pretty good to do. So I guess we should probably do some of that talking about that. For sure, Billy. I want to hear all about these books. Okay, so the first one that I want to talk about actually isn't uh, one of them that I got in there. It was just one that I got in from Walmart.com separately. Uh, so it's called Resident Evil Zero Hour. It's the seventh in the uh, seventh and final in the Resident Evil like book series by uh, S. D. Perry, and it's actually the last one, but it chronologically takes place the first because it's based off the game Resident Evil Zero, which is the first of the mainline games that takes place before the first Resident Evil game starts. So there's there's a character named Rebecca Chambers, like the main one that was also in the first game. And there's a new character named Billy Cohen. And you have to play as both of them, like trying to get through the areas that you go through in the game. There's like a train, there's a mansion, there's uh, there's a church, there's a laboratory. And I think that's all the main ones, if I remember correctly. It's been like quite a few years since I've played the game and uh, a few weeks since I've played the, or since I've read the book. So I, I don't remember the exact details of those but those are the main areas to go to and it's it's kind of weird this book like okay so there's some like book specific events and characters that are not in the games that unfortunately due to the placement of the game in the timeline or i guess the book timeline i guess they both apply due to the placement of them within their story timelines it takes place before all that so all the build-up that was done in the previously written books don't like matter because they hadn't happened yet so there's no there's no like resolution to whatever was going on by the end of uh the sixth book because there isn't any book that takes place after that so it's kind of a disappointment there and it's also a little bit uneven in regards to how much of the book takes place in regards to how much of the game like areas take place in regards to how long you'll spend playing it um i think the first time around that i had played the game it was like eight or ten hours of like a playthrough 
just because obviously I didn't know where any of the stuff was. And about the first hour or so was in the train where you start off with. Uh, the book takes place like it has about 250 something pages, like right around there or like maybe 280. The book is like almost half of that dedicated to the train. So there's a lot of detail put into there, but there's not as much detail in comparison to the rest of the um, the rest of the areas. So those kind of feel rushed and there's not as much like reference to some of the events. Like there are some areas within the uh, specific parts of the game that are like completely skipped over and it just doesn't feel like quite as um, it, it just kind of feels like they're going through the areas just like pretty quickly except for the first one and it just makes it seem like a little bit uneven of an experience uh, since I, I kind of know what's like what is supposed to happen and then some of the things just like get skipped over which I understand like I, I don't know what it's like to write a book like that or like any book really so um, I get that, that maybe they didn't quite have a lot to go off of, um, but it's still something that I would have liked. And I understand like the whole timeline is since it takes place at the beginning, uh, there's obviously no control over that that the author had. So they didn't really have a lot to work with for their original characters. So uh, it, it's a bit that it ended off on that like note like the rest of the games there's still resident evil 4 through 8 and some other ones so you at least have a continuation of that story to go off of but for this one it was written like almost 20 years ago like not not quite that long but it's pretty close so chances of any ad adaptations of any other books in, or like any other games in the series are probably not very high so it, it's it's a bit disappointing since i thought that the previous book uh based on resident evil code veronica was actually one of the better books in the series based on the fact that i didn't really like the game so much and it took a lot of effort in in like making it a better experience so i, I liked it but it wasn't something i was really uh like it, it wasn't what i was hoping for exactly if that right. makes sense well, and you know, Billy, um, I know that you were like, I don't really like know what it's like to, to read or to write a book. <laughs> I don't know what it's like to read. Um, yeah, probably. No, you're like, I don't know what it's like to write a book, but you do have every right to review a book. I mean, that's what that's what we're here for, right? You know, so yeah. very good review. I thought it was very thoughtful and tasteful. Um, yeah, you were very thorough. That was that was a very awesome review, Billy. Thank you. Thank you. I, I like getting praised on my my uh, like my rambling about uh, comparing a book to a game that they didn't have any control over the events of and probably didn't know a lot of the puzzles or even gameplay. So, I, like I said, I, I can't be too harsh because um, I. As far as I'm aware, it was written around the same time the game was being made, so they were just uh, at the whatever the developers were doing with it. Um, yeah. So, um, there were the two other books I wanted to mention that were part of the whole second sale thing, and I can talk a little bit more about the specifics of the site uh, afterwards. So, there's also uh, the book called The Things They Carried, which is oh. it's based off of the Vietnam War, if I remember correctly. But, like, the yeah. stories, like, it's a little bit odd because, like, the Vietnam War was obviously 
a real event, uh, but the specific stories in the book are not real events. And yeah. since I wasn't involved in the Vietnam War, I wasn't like alive when all that was uh, was like hitting its major peaks and all that, uh, all the important details. It wasn't it. I, I don't know a lot about that, and thus I wouldn't be able to really tell if the stories were fake. Like like if I didn't know, like it would be very believable. But I already knew going into it that what was going on in like those specific stories were not things that uh had happened uh thankfully like within the book like when you're reading it like at least for me like it didn't come across that way like that didn't affect my enjoyment of it uh if that makes sense so i i think that's still very enjoyable despite the fact that they aren't like those specific parts aren't real so I think it's a very, very well written overall. Uh, it, it has this like weird feeling that I've never like read in a book before where there's there's these characters that only appear for like a couple chapters sometimes, uh, but are like really engaging in such a way that like full like book series is like I haven't gotten as much of a connection to. And it, it was really like, I don't know how to describe it besides just telling people to read it because like that's the best way I can describe it is that uh, you won't really like get a good idea of what it's like to read it unless you read it yourself. And I don't want to like spoil anything to like take away from that uh uh, feeling of reading that so i would definitely recommend it it's not like a type of book i tend to read like both about the vietnam war and just like the writing style but it's definitely uh something that if you are a reader you definitely uh deserve uh experiencing that because it, it was overall just i don't know how to describe it besides it was just a very enjoyable experience despite the fact that like the vietnam war like it wasn't a like good time overall so yeah. Uh, yeah. so i guess that's a lot like shorter comparison because like I'm, I'm more familiar with the resident evil zero game whereas vietnam war i'm not not quite as familiar with so um i, I don't know uh do you uh, okay um the reason why i read it uh was mainly because over the past like few months i've been trying to go back from uh like some of the books in high school uh that i had either read parts of or wasn't like totally understanding of like the great gatsby or like frankenstein or the things they carried of course um or a few other ones i decided to like go back to those like with a new perspective of reading that i didn't have to do it for like a grade that i could just do it on my own time and uh and just enjoyed for what it is instead of having it be related to a school thing like that's one of the reasons why i'd gotten it and why i i thought that it i'd like really missed out on a lot of the details back then um do you have like a lot to say about the book do you remember reading that way back when i do remember reading it i yeah i actually love historical fiction novels um Interestingly enough, uh, I, I can remember very vividly some of the details and, um, and f funnily enough, Billy, I've actually had the same thought of like, you know, I really want to go back and reread some of those books from high school and just like, if those are, if those are really like these great books. 
I didn't really get a lot out of them. And they were pretty good. Like, I mean, honestly, we were exposed to some really great literature. Um, but when you're reading it for a grade, I feel like you're not participating as fully as you as you would, um, whereas you're doing it for your own personal pleasure. Um, so, personally, I, um, I really enjoyed reading that book it was it was hard at some points but it was really really interesting the way that everything played out and um i don't want to spoil anything but i just remember a very specific scene with uh the landmine and that has always stood out to me and kind of stuck with me do you remember that that um scene billy I think so, yeah. Like I said, you don't want to spoil it, but I think so. Yeah, it was just very incredible imagery, and I loved... Um, I remember KJ was our English teacher, um, Keith Johnson, right? It was Keith Johnson. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So he um, was teaching... Uh, we were reading this book with him, and... Um, we analyzed that section and it was like the understanding that we came to is that the reason that it was um, that the writer wrote it that way is because um, war can be a beautiful thing and also an awful thing and that sometimes like you see beauty in in things that you wouldn't expect or at times that you don't want to um, see beauty in and that is definitely one of those times Um, Mm -hmm. anyways uh, moving forward um, I want to hear about these other these other books that you've uh, read Billy Okay, so uh, there's one more uh, related to this that I wanted to mention that I finished this uh, this month. It was actually just, let's see, today's the 22nd today, right? Yes. Uh, so. the... Yes, correct. It's our right. Yes. So. Okay. Also, Brooke Ann Paisno's birthday, our high school English teacher. Nice. Well, I hope they're enjoying their birthday amongst Earth to... Oh, geez, that rhymes. <laughs> okay uh well a- anyway uh let's see we got uh we got the martian chronicles by ray bradbury have you heard of that at all um i know who ray bradbury is but i don't know if i've heard of that particular book okay so so here's what it is basically um well there's mars and the, it, it takes place like within a fictional like version of i think it starts in 1998 or 1999 and it like goes through like various events that happen over the months for a few years and there's there's a there's several characters that are not like very connected like they won't appear in any other chapters except for the one that kind of focuses on them uh, but it's still told in a linear format uh, where it starts off with these Martians that are like physically a lot different than uh, like people but they if I remember correctly originated from like regular earth humans going over there and then like physically developing differently uh, because they were uh, 
because they were over there for such a long time. And it's it's just really I, it, it actually might be my favorite book I've read in like a very, very long time, like especially like for sure this year, I think. Um, I think it might even be my favorite in the past few years, how it's it's so uniquely written. Uh, it's it, it surpassed uh, Fahrenheit 451 as my favorite book by Ray Bradbury, uh, just because it's like so like unique, like I haven't read anything like it before. Um, it's it's very interesting in how it develops. Like I don't want to like give too many like spoilers, but uh, there there's a couple things I feel like I just have to mention because like I, I enjoy them so much. Uh, like towards the beginning, there's this person who thinks that there's like a virus amongst these uh, Earth people that have shown up over there, and they're like making him see things and like experience like his senses in a different way. So he just starts like shooting them because he doesn't like think they're real, and then he eventually like kills like three or four different people, and then he's like, oh okay, like this is like such a unique uh, like vision, and, like they're even after they're dead, they're still showing me themselves even though they're not real and it's like well i'm tainted now i guess i guess i better go shoot myself now because i'm tainted with this like virus that doesn't like exist in reality for them and i think that it's it's just like really weird moments like that that are interesting um there's like a shape-shifting character that takes the form of different people like people see them based on um like some like a person they've lost uh so there's this couple that had lost their son that appears as their son um or to a police officer it takes the sh like form of uh, an escaped convict or something like that and like at one point like, like they can't show uh, I, I don't know how to describe this exactly. They can't go from one person's like residence to the next. They're like surrounded by all the people like that see them as a different person. And then they they end up dying, if I remember correctly. Uh, but they like look like all the different people L like they look the same to everyone at that point after they die. But they look like a combination of the people who they were appearing as and was really weird. And then there's there's another one later on where uh, there's this guy who like the Mars has been almost completely abandoned except for like one person. Uh, that, uh, they just like keep calling different numbers and eventually they land on an actual person and they meet them and then they end up not liking them. So then they just like go like hundreds of miles away and then they eventually like get calls on occasion over like the months i think it is or years one of those um and then they just don't even answer them just because they don't like them um uh, even though like before they were like craving any attention from anyone because otherwise the planet would be deserted and then like one of my favorite moments in the entire book is where this like family of four like shows up to mars and their parents are like uh, we're gonna see the Martians. We're gonna we're gonna live in this society, and then we're gonna we're gonna be here amongst them. And then they like keep traveling amongst amongst the places, and it's been like still deserted. Like one of the characters that was uh, still like left there that they don't interact with was the same character that had left the original person because they just didn't like them. Like they were just mentioned offhand, and there was no real resolution to them. Uh, besides that fact, and then. Uh, 
at like the very ending of like the family of four story the kids are like we're gonna see the martians or like when are we gonna see them and then i think their father's like they go into a cave with like some water and then they look into the reflection like uh here are the martians that we're seeing and it's just them and I, I have I have no idea why, but like that struck me as such like an emotional moment for some reason. Like even like I, I don't even know how to describe it, but just the fact that I just found that so enjoyable and memorable. And I I realized I kind of spoiled like four of like my favorite points in the book. So maybe not the best uh like introduction to it. But uh, there are other moments that are like kind of like that that I, I haven't mentioned. And I just I, I just don't know how to like recommend it enough. Like there is like this one chapter where there's a lot of like there's a couple of characters that are using the N-word, which that one I, I definitely did not uh, like that chapter. Uh, I don't know why that was really there, and I would have been totally fine with that one being removed. Uh, but like the rest of it isn't like that. Um, so I definitely recommend it for sure. It's uh it's like I said, it's it's one of my favorite books I've read or read in the past like years. Um, it, it's I don't know how to describe it besides I haven't read anything like it before, and uh, you definitely deserve uh, being able to read this one because of its uniqueness. I love that. I love that, Billy. Thank you for for uh, sharing that and reviewing that. Oh um, yeah, it does sound very interesting to me. It kind of just from your description reminded me of um hitchhiker's guide a little bit yeah um yeah i get what you mean there it is it is kind of like that i mean it's not quite as like comical as hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy is um funny enough earlier just like today and probably the next book i'll finish is actually the third book in the series life the universe and everything yeah um, i I won't, uh, like, I'm sure I'll probably have it done by the next podcast episode, but uh, but I just thought it was kind of funny that you mentioned it when I'm reading another book in the series. Um, I, I think it's, uh, I, I think it's fairly good so far. I don't want to say too much because I've only read like 53 or something pages out of like 230 something, something like that. 232, I think it is. So, uh, um, yeah, there's, the books... uh... sorry, go ahead. Uh, one of the books I'd gotten from secondsale.com that I haven't gotten to yet because I hadn't read the third book yet is uh, called So Long and Thanks for All the Fish. Uh, so that'll be part of uh, <laughs> that next month. Uh, yes. But yes, you were saying something else related to that? Well, that's that's from the Hitchhikers series. Yes. I There's uh, a book called The Ultimate Hitchhiker's Guide. Mm-hmm. And it has all of those in one book, kind of like if you were to buy the um, Sherlock Holmes collection or a Shakespearean collection. It has like right. all of the the compilation, and I I read that in that they're so such odd, unique, and hilarious books. They just really are, and they really I love the way that they get your brain thinking differently and um you imagine things and you're like whoa that's kind of crazy like why isn't life like that maybe it is but we just don't experience it like that you know something like that i don't know i mean the whale just thinking itself into existence (laughs) and then dying crazy crazy stuff 
I wish I could will myself into existence in other places. I'd just be teleporting. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say that in general, and I was like, that's kind of a sad thing to say, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't want to, like, land on a planet and die. Like, that would that would not be fun. Yeah, no, that would, that would suck. But, um... Oh. That actually brings me to a question, Billy. Yes. What, if you could have one superpower, what would it be and why? And if you need to think on it, I can answer first. Okay. Um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think I might need to think about it for a second. If you want to say your thing, that will be cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so for me, I was talking to my friend about this, and I typically my answer was like super speed because I think it would be fun. You know, you could travel a bunch of places, and um, I've always loved The Flash. Um, and so I thought that would be cool. But then um, he came up with a solution to me. His name is Keat, and uh, just a really cool guy, great guy. Um, good old Keat Johnson. But he, uh, he was like explaining to me you know if you had the power of regeneration but you could also like give it to other people like you could like kind of like wolverine or deadpool um where you could just like completely regenerate um and at like a super rapid rate you know you would never get tired you would never get like sick you would never get like all of these things and um but then if you could like also give it to people like that would be amazing so if someone say like you were married you would want to obviously you wouldn't want to live without your, your spouse and so you have that ability that if as long as you're with them you can grant them that regeneration um as well as yourself you know and so you guys are constantly healthy and regenerating and like you're able to live this life um, I'm, I'm sorry you're kind of cutting out what did you just say um, sorry I said the only thing about that is it would get kind of complicated with a family I feel like you know you would have children or try to have children and then you would just lose them or um, otherwise it would just keep growing and growing you know but Yeah, so uh, that would be my superpower. Okay, I've been, I've been, I've been thinking about it while you've been saying that. I think, I think I've got my answer. Okay, so I would make it so out of my left finger, like like my index finger on my left hand, out of it, I could just materialize pink grapefruit, sparkling ice, anytime I wanted. <laughs> so here's okay you might be thinking wilfred that's an idiotic idea why would you do that <laughs> easy so first off I, I like sparkling ice pink grapefruit flavor uh that, w- that would be the first reason and then i wouldn't have to worry about ever running out because i could just materialize it with that specific i guess it does have to be that specific finger i could just say i could just want that specific thing um anytime i wanted but but anyway i could do that and then um just just like imagine like not coming out of my finger but like just materializing in front of it and just coming out like a faucet i could do that 
Uh, then, like, the, the the second reason, I got three reasons. The first one is just so I don't run out. Second one is people would be studying me, being like, Wilfred, how you doing that? You're not an idiot for, for picking that decision. All the haters are wrong about you making, a, like, a terrible decision with your superpower choice. Other people pick better things than you. Why can't you be better? Idiot, you'll never amount to anything. I'll be like, I can do this. And they'll be like, cool. So um, that would that would be one uh, another thing. Uh, be a cool party trick, I guess. That would be a third reason. Okay, so fourth reason. Here's here's the real fourth reason. I could eliminate all of my enemies. I just be like, I'm gonna drown. I'm gonna drown you in sparkling ice and just <laughs> make sure. I'm just gonna trap them and I'm gonna make sure they cannot breathe because I'm just gonna keep materializing it. They never get out. Billy, this took a really dark turn. Um, yeah, it really I did. That wasn't what I was expecting that. Have when I... <laughs> <laughs> I was I was not expecting that at all. I uh, you realize though that you would become a super villain and I would have to fight. <laughs> yeah, well what what would you do? You just like regenerate. Like I could just like keep you like in a pink grapefruit like prison forever. You'd regenerate, but you couldn't get out. No, Billy. I I could break the prison because I can regenerate. That's the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you regenerate, but like you can't get out of the prison just by doing that. Why not? I could like break my hand. I could I could punch <laughs> the wall so many times that it would oh, break through the wall. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Billy. It's just the way that it's gonna it's gonna have to go down and I, I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Billy. Hey, you've been back for one episode, and I'm already becoming, a, like, the world's worst supervillain. <laughs> have you ever watched My Hero Academia? Uh, no, I have not. It's a really good show. It's an anime, but it, uh, essentially, it's, like, this world where, um, in the future, where people just, like, started having quirks, is what they call them, but they're, like, superpowers. Um, not all of them are like really useful or like really powerful, but um, the people who like they, they, like more and more people started developing them, and so then normal people like you and me, um, they became they started being called quirkless, and they were like treated poorly because they weren't able to like defend themselves or like be helpful to society as much as say someone who could create concrete like and manipulate concrete like a person like that could have a great construction company because they could instantly put up a giant building you know so mm-hmm. anyways it was just an interesting concept and like i think it's hilarious that you chose the route of like a villain kind <laughs> of because you were like Yes, well, I could easily just drown all my enemies. And I'm well, like, that, that's not how I intended it at the beginning, <laughs> but then I started thinking about it. I was like, what, what if I could use this for evil? <laughs> uh, that sounds like a, a spooky spaghetti segment that we should do. <laughs> uh, that's I a good think... idea. Have it be like superpowered theme, <laughs> but like yeah. horrible superpowers that like wouldn't be useful in the slightest. <laughs> like, like, uh, a stain remover, and then it can tie into the ketchup on the kitchen carpet. <laughs> oh, no, that's a great idea. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, there, there were a couple things I did want to mention before uh, before we end the episode. They won't, like, take long or anything like that. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about first, though? No, please, Billy, go for it. 
Okay, so the second to last thing I wanted to mention was like, what is SecondSale.com exactly? So um, I've been putting it in the uh, the links, uh, like with the description of the podcast and the description of this, some of the specific episodes. But um, basically, it's a site where you can go on it and you can just type in a book that you want. And if it's in stock, then you can order it and have it delivered to wherever you live, presumably. Um, it's it's really good uh just like when when i checked it out at first i just happened to like get it at like a like like a buy three get one for free like under a specific amount deal um to make sure like what i what i was when the whole sponsorship idea came up was just to be sure everything was authentic before anything was even finalized i just got an order of like a few books just myself just because i wanted to be sure it was all good and it was uh so so i think it's a really cool site that'll help with like if you if you don't have a lot of money or even if you just want to save some money and you want to get some experience with that you can uh, go onto that site and there's a lot of like really good selections of things for like some of the best prices I've seen. Um, and there's also the companion site to that that's related called sellbackyourbook.com where you can also sell books that you have. Um, it's just like a, like, a, like a recycling process of like people sell their books through that part of it and then they buy it through that part of it and vice versa. And then just like just everybody's happy. Uh, well, yeah. well, presumably everybody's happy. I think it's really important too because the vast majority of people only read a book once, maybe twice, mm-hmm. and so it's literally just sitting there on your shelf when it could be making you money, making someone else happy, and allowing you to use that money that you earned from selling it to get a new book. Right. Yep, it's basically the circle of life from uh, the Lion King, King, except less, uh, less killing Mufasa, basically. <laughs> Unless or, you get I, the I, book I, the Lion King. <laughs> yeah, I guess Mufasa. I can't say his name. Mufasa's gonna die anyway in that case. Uh, but uh, there's just like, like another circle within that circle of life that, like, just on the side that eventually loops around back to it. Yeah, it's a it's a circle, yeah. a figurative it's a life. Circle. It just doesn't end. It just keeps going. <laughs> yep. Um, let's see. There, there was that. I just wanted to mention that because I think that's uh, it's related, of course, to um, to what I was talking about. So I figured it'd be helpful to mention in case people like didn't see or like, listened to the episode. Like, okay, we've done like eighty, like more than eighty episodes of this, and I'm never gonna like get the fact that like it's listening to them and not watching like these episodes <laughs> podcast. Actually, Billy. I just saw something with uh, anchors that we can do video podcasts now. Oh, really? I didn't know that. So maybe they, uh, so in an episode soon, we may be able to do a, uh, a watched podcast. Well, in that case, I'll just be able to uh, record. Well, I mean, I, I'm not like physically very active while I'm doing it. I don't think there's a lot that I can uh, really show <laughs> for my incredibly beautiful face. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> about it well billy i would it would be cool to to see you <laughs> um, well, anyway we should do a space fact of the day and oddly enough i happened to be um 
in uh, the Clark Planetarium. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It's a um, it's in Salt Lake City, and essentially what it is is this giant um, like exploration place, um, kind of like a museum, but more interactive, and you learn about space. It was really cool. Um, okay, the the space fact of the day is that a full NASA space suit. Actually, do you want to guess? Do you want to guess how much it is before I tell them? Uh, like how much the spacesuit costs? Yeah, how much do you think it costs, Billy? Just throw out a number. I am going... Uh, you said what about the number? Just throw out a number. I'm going to say $2,357,368.42. Wow. You were almost exactly $10 million off. <laughs> the oh, so it, negative eight million then? No, the price of a full NASA spacesuit is twelve million dollars. I got one of the numbers right. Imagine when I was like eight. one of those, like, like, oh well, there goes our uh, welfare checks for this month. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, crazy. That is a lot of money, but I mean, it is to keep them from dying in space. So, yeah, that would be that would be against the mission, as far as I'm aware. (laughs) No, totally, most definitely. (laughs) Well, anyways, Billy, have you uh, got anything else that you want to add before we sign off? Um, yeah, there's actually um, there's actually something uh, the, the the very last thing that I wanted to mention uh, that I promise this won't take too long. Like the episode is like almost an hour already. Uh, I, I promise it won't take too much longer, so you can like go to bed soon since it's like almost eleven thirty on your end. <laughs> so so um, let's see. Uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of like a decent like way like the best way to introduce this. Uh, so I, I usually don't talk about like customer interactions on my on on the podcast. Uh, well, I guess it is like half my podcast since like you're the other like half of it, of course. Uh, so it's not totally wrong. But it, anyway, uh, besides my just wording of things, um, I, uh, let's see, uh, Mr. Mills from middle school, or I guess Darren Mills. I, I did get his yeah. name right. I'm sure I did. It sound really embarrassing if I didn't get his name right. Uh, his first name is Darren, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I, I I thought of that for years, and I just wanted to be sure I was correct on that. So I haven't seen him for years. Um, I think like maybe first year of high school is the last I've seen him, and uh, that was like almost six or seven years ago. And I, I'd seen him at uh, at Walgreens when I was at one of my shifts, just like uh, like yesterday, I think it was. 
and uh and i'd seen him and there were no other customers around so i was just like talking to him for a few minutes just like catching up with them uh i don't know how to describe this but he actually looks younger than i remember him being which <laughs> like i don't like obviously i know he's not younger because it's not how time works but uh he just he it, it doesn't look like he's aged anything since then and uh and it was really cool to see him i guess uh he was with his daughter like he just uh he, he just let her shop for whatever she was going for and he was just talking to me up front and i was telling him about uh about the books i've been reading um about about how it is working at walgreens and then i was telling him about the podcast i guess he just didn't know that we had one and so i was telling him about you and uh the fact that there was a podcast that we talked about all the books and such and uh, he said that he would uh he would within like reason of the fact that it's it's a pretty like uh it's a pretty PG podcast for like the most part. I know like some episodes don't always uh, lead into that, uh, but like the vast majority of them do. So he said that he, like within reason, like he would be able to like play the episodes uh, at points during his uh, like schooling for whatever he was doing. And I, I guess he said that he would uh, like like supposed to like prepare me for any like 14 year old uh old people going into walgreens uh just that had listened to the podcast like that wasn't exactly the intention when i was telling him about that but i guess that's cool that our our audience is going to be expanding to the younger uh, demographic and uh yeah, get them all they're young and then you know train them up <laughs> And then, and then they'll start their own podcasts, and then, uh, and then it will be the ringleader of the Peninsula Northwest uh, podcast group, or something <laughs> like that. I mean, that's just a theory I came up with on my own. I mean, I'm pretty sure that won't like that specific scenario won't happen, but it's going to be like really weird if if they somehow get to this like podcast episode, they're going to be listening to us talking about them on the podcast that I, I don't know. It, it's like a really weird other like circle, I guess, uh, similar yeah. to the circle of life of the second sale, uh, sell back your book and also the lion King. <laughs> exactly. Billy. Uh, like what shape is this uh, like circle, like these like series of circles? Is, is this just like another eight, like on top of another circle? Are these like intertwining, like kind of like a Venn diagram? Like what should we call that? Um, I think they have made this and it looks like uh, a potato chip, otherwise known as the infinity symbol. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, well, Billy, um, I think now would be a good time to uh, to sign off. Do you have anything else that you wanted to add? Um, not, uh, not, not especially. No, uh, actually, uh, after after this, I was gonna message you about one thing, but that doesn't have anything to do with like the podcast specifically. So we can just sign off, and I'll let you know about that later. Okay, sounds like a plan. Well, yep, I... this has been Billy signing off. Oh yeah. <laughs>